Welcome to episode 105 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, a relaxed bit discussion about some of our favourite horror movies. I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Strand, and joining me, as always, is our very own limb collector, Dan McGuinness. Howdy ho. Howdy ho, neighbour. Uh, Dan, what's been going on? So, I've been sick. Yeah. I didn't get COVID, um, but I got sick as in, like, I had a cold or some sort of... And I wasn't a flu, because flu has a fever, but I, I got sick, and... I have a, uh, because I have a, uh, a disabled son, he's not, and uh, he has res- respiratory problems, mm-hmm. he's not allowed to get sick, yada, yep. yada, yada, so, and consequently my wife isn't allowed to get sick, because then yes. if we're both sick, no one can look after him, and he, he has like, you know, 24 hour care we need to do for him, and so I got, I had to go live in the shed for six nights. Yes. My shed. It is fitted out, it's like our studio as well, but, and, um. There was no toilet down here, so there was a lot of weeing and bottles and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but I uh, basically, it was weird. I had this like, I wasn't super sick, so I could still watch stuff. I just did, I just basically sat on the couch for six hours a day and watched YouTube and shit like that. And um, had this total like, like reboot mm. kind of thing. Like it was weird because I, I realized at the end of it that like, I watched heaps of like '90s anime. I went back to all the OVAs. So if you yep. don't know what an OVA is, it's like it's anime that was released on VHS in the day that wasn't serialized as a show. So stuff like so Evangelion isn't an OVA. That's no. like a serialized show. So but OVAs like are stuff Seed? like yeah, Appleseed, yeah. Ninja Scroll, Wicked City, and a, and a buttload more. So I did. I went deep into just finding ones that I hadn't watched in years or ones I'd never seen at all. But always wanted to. Sure. And um. I did that, and I, 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 you know, went through a whole bunch of stuff, learned a whole bunch of new things about just obscure bullshit. Like, watched heaps of long form videos about like the PC ninety eight, like this console that blah blah. You know, no one gives a fuck about. Yeah. And um, at the end of it, I was like, man, I just, it was like, a, like I said, like a full reboot. I was just like, I, that was the first time in. I can't remember, like in 20 years that I haven't had any responsibility. Yeah. I didn't have to think about, um, I had my meal brought down to me. I wasn't, look, I wasn't a father at that time. I was just in the shed. I wasn't, uh, didn't have a business to run. I didn't have any podcasts to make. I didn't have anything to do. Yeah. But watch stuff and consume media. And it felt like I was a kid again. Like, yeah. And I had that feeling. And I, and I got so through so much stuff and I went, yeah, this is why you watch so much stuff when you're younger. You just don't have anything to do. Yeah. Well, also, you're, if you're trapped inside, you can't go outside because you're sick. Yeah. Well, you know. you, but yeah, yeah. And, and I had these like full vibes of like the old times when you discover these. And I discovered, um, I think I'd never gone through an anime guy, uh, a series called the Tenchi, like the Tenchi Moyu, oh, yeah. Tenchi Moyu Ryoki, Tenchi, Tenchi, Tenchi Universe and all this stuff. Did all the research, watched all in the right order. It's a great bloody series. Great bloody series that I'd never watched it the first time around and now I just know it all. And it just yep. felt like, kind of like I'd gone back in time and I was discovering this new anime in the 90s at that time because there was no responsibility, nothing else to think about. It was weird. Mm. And that's what I did. I dream, like, it's sad that I dream of that. Like, I dream of getting sick, but not sick enough that I'm out, but where I can take, like, a solid seven days. I don't have to worry about a damn thing. I just lay there and watch it. Yeah, and it's a, it's a really weird, it was weird. Like, I I kind of enjoyed my time. 
Yeah. But didn't as well. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're down here, you're by yourself. It's, I mean, it's nice in here and it's, you know, it is cozy. Yeah, I but find... But you're not with your family, you're not... I finally got around all my friends' YouTube channels and watched their, fil- their videos and that and it's just stuff I yeah. just never have time for. Like, yeah. It was great. That's awesome. I have had the, t- the sole opposite time. I have been... So stressed. You took up all my responsibility? I took up all your responsibility. No, I, well, obviously, as I stated last uh, episode, I have purchased a house. Um, so I have been literally juggling work and juggling trying to organize a lot of stuff for the house, plus organize a lot of, um, you know, paperwork. So Yuck. needed to find birth certificates. Can't find them anywhere because they're in storage. So I had to go rushing around trying to find birth certificates. Um, like I, had to, I ended up having to pay the same day for one and it's just been an absolute nightmare. Like, I think I've put on a bunch of weight because I've just gone back to stress eating. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. It's it's very rare for me to do that. What's your stress eating go-to? Everything. <laughs> Literally everything. And because I've been so busy um, with everything, it's like, yeah, I'm getting home at 7.30 at night. So I'm not cooking dinner if I've been up since 5 30 so it's like i'll just grab a burger on the way home or yeah, I'll just, yeah, i know what you mean yeah it's that kind of thing i mean i know that like once eating and like preparing meals becomes like a thing you don't yeah. roster into your time no and yeah i know what you mean yeah so it's just been an absolute fucking shit show so i'm a little bit behind on literally everything in my life so i do apologize lucky i had heaps of time to- i know <laughs> so yeah it's just oh but you know a couple more weeks and it'll all be done and i'll be did you watch any of that channel that I recommended you? No. We can talk about that. It's called, uh, a, what was it called? Atrocity Guide? Yeah. No, I haven't watched anything. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. If you like YouTube will, channel, if you're out I there. I will. If you want to like get into like those, you know, those deep dives into weird YouTube stuff, the yep. Atrocity Guide. No, I definitely want to. Because uh, my Sundays are usually like Liz works on a Sunday. So I'm at home. I do all my prep work for the week for, for television. I do a lot of work stuff at home on a Sunday. Um but yeah, the last couple of weeks has just been filled with like organizing and house stuff and yeah. But I will. I will watch all of this YouTube stuff because I'm very excited. No, we won't. <laughs> I will. And I apologize if I cough in this one. I've got a bit of a lingering <laughs> from my uh, illness. Anyway, what are we talking about today? All right. So this week uh, we are talking about possession films. Um, so, of course, we know possession films are the control of the body is taken by a spirit or a demon or some other entity. Um, this is this idea is prevalent in all forms of religion and folklore and, you know, what makes the possession film a little bit more terrifying for the viewer is like the complete loss of self. The, the your control has been taken away. You are not you anymore. And of course, this isn't just for the individual that is experienced the possession, but for those surrounding the individual. So your family, your your mother is not your mother anymore. Your daughter is not your daughter anymore. You are not you anymore. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That kind of thing. So we've got a couple of films to talk about each, and you know, some ones, these are the ones that we like. Like you said, these aren't like the best versions of them. These are just the ones that we want to talk about. These are literally the ones that I could remember because I forgot to do it and had to do it at the last minute. <laughs> all right, so my sorry. first one, uh, mine are all kind of the more... So possession films isn't really my... It's not your jam. It's not it's my cup not of tea. It's not really my go-to, but I will... No, enjoy, I, I think I, it is, eh? I, yeah, probably. I do enjoy a possession film. Yeah? I, I do enjoy a little bit of I a, just think they never get it right. I just think it's yeah. always just like ham-fisted and... 
I enjoy uh, I enjoy the the works of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, What's my, your first one? my first one is 1973, as if you're not going to have it in here, The yeah. Exorcist. Yes, um, of course. You know, I've got little taglines. When a 12-year-old girl... These are the taglines from the films. When a 12-year-old girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks help of two priests to save her. Yep, pretty much exactly what it's happens exactly in that film. exactly what happens, yeah. Um, Linda Blair, all the other people in it, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. The priests, I can't remember their names. <laughs> this film, 1973, I've got to say, this film still fucking kicks yeah, it's it does. so good yeah like you get a good copy of it these days you know crispy you know film you know off off the the, the film and it looks so good and everything in it is so modern the horror mm. in it the swearing in this film is still as modern as fuck yeah like there are lines in this film that I've never heard in any other film ever, like that fucking Reagan. So uh, the, the Linda Blair plays Reagan, the, a girl not just possessed by a demon, but possessed by the devil himself, mm-hmm. herself, their self. I don't know. I don't know the pronouns of the devil. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and you really, yeah, like I said, there's some of the words like. They say they use the word. You know, we say fuck. That's fucking rad. She uses yeah. the word cunt like that. So yeah. She goes. You know what she did? Your cunting daughter. Cunting. Yeah. Has that ever been used uh, in a film ever again? Let alone in society. I probably have used that. Cunting hell. Yeah. It depends on the person in which I am speaking of. But you know that if I'm saying this cunting person, then it's like yeah, like it's pretty cunting, nasty. Like. In an American film as well, like coming out of the mouths of a twelve-year-old girl, like, um, yeah, and there's all like the fuck me Jesus, fuck you, mother sucks cocks, cocks in, in hell. hell, and I'm like, that's such a good line, yeah. Your and it's sucks just cocks in hell. And one like, of the best performances. Did she? Did Linda Blair ever get nominated for an award um, for this? No, like, I'm pretty certain the mother, the the mother did. I think she got nominated for like best supporting actress or something. Um, you know, horror is more often than not overlooked with the awards people. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah. but yeah, Linda Blair's performance in this is just insane. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, it's this little girl, she's she's hitting puberty, which means she's changing, changing <laughs> possession, whatnot. Um, I would really like to see this kind of film being remade as literally like it's just puberty. Like everyone just assumes that she's being possessed by the devil, but it's literally just <laughs> puberty. Just <laughs> she's just a bitch of a child. Yeah, and then we get like scenes, and I remember in The Exorcist, which made it also scary on a different level to me, is the old um, uh, medical stuff that she goes through, like at, when she goes to the hospital, and they're like trying to like work out what's wrong with her, and you get that old hospital shit because it's yeah. like. That's scary. Everything's made of like stainless steel. Everybody's the, smoking. Yeah, all the tubes and needles are massive because they didn't know how to make micro shit back then. Yeah. And you get this really archaic like scenes of like torture that the girl's going through. And it's just like, fuck. Like that's scary. That and then you get then you get like the possession y kind mm. of shit. And like the trailers to this film are scary. The yeah. trailers don't show the girl at all, and it's still so good. Like they show the shit flying around, and like yeah, but even the old, now, and it's like, got the wicked voices, like yes, you not believe. <laughs> but even now, it's still like considered one of the scariest films of all time. It like, is, yeah, it still if is. If you ask you, if I went and said to ask my mum, 
what is the scariest film you've ever seen? She's going to say The Exorcist. Like, it's just that film that was just, it came out at the right time. And especially, like, the fact that this film that has such heavy religious overtones. It's not even overtone. It's just, like, religion in your face. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Um, I said, if the devil's real, religion's real. That's why I don't believe in him. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, like, and it's it's based purely off a book, and I believe like William Peter Blatty came back to. Did he direct the film, or he had some part in the film? Like, he had played a pretty big role in the production of this film, at least. Um, but yeah, just like even the special effects, like Reagan looks in, like as she becomes more and more possessed and sickly, she's just sort of sinking into that bed. Like, you've got the snots rolling down her face. It was written... The film was written by Peter, uh, William Peter Blatley, but it was directed by another William, a William <laughs> Fred Fredkin. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, and her transformation is, like, truly terrifying. It looks real. Mm. Um, the swear... That weird modern-day swearing really gives it that... I thought it, it really... That's what set it apart. It gave it this, like, weird, like... Uh, I don't know, like, because all that shit was actually getting said and it didn't get mm. modified out of the film, it was like, yeah, no one spoke like that. No. She was possessed. Like, no one even said that kind of, like, high-end swearing that, like, no one had, like, yeah, it just gave it this realism that is weird. Yeah. Like, it's just a, to me, like, this should be one of the cursed films because it still seems, like, so weirdly real in my Mm. But not just so. You, while this is happening as well, you don't just get the possession of Reagan. You get the um the relationship that one of the priests is having. Like he's having a struggle of faith. Like he's, you know, he's like his mother's sick and he's worried about her. He's sort of losing his. Is this faith. a young priest? Yeah, yeah. I need a young priest and an old priest. Uh, Damien Caris. I think he's in the second one, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he is. Um. So you know, he. It's just. Caress. This storyline sort of going into like, well, if you don't have a lot of faith happening, this is definitely the best fucking thing you could go through because you're either going to come out the end going, I'm no, I'm done. I'm going to go move to an island and practice nothing. It has a, uh, I also, of all typical horror, fi- horror films, it has a very good expert that comes in to help at the end. Like, it's like the ultimate expert, like, <laughs> rocks up in his fucking hat, silhouetted, like, yes. here I am. You can't see, I'll fucking fix this, or will I? <laughs> but then again, like, that is such an iconic scene. Like, this, like, the imagery, the cin- cinematography for this film, it, like, you know, we don't, we, us as a podcast, we haven't really gone back and looked at a lot of the 70s and 60s films. And there is a lot of really good horror stuff that's coming out of there. And we often forget that, you know, this is this is what you would consider, like, for its day would be the elevated horror. Now, this film is still, 73, still worth being rated R. Yes. Like, oh, shit, say yeah. that for a 70s film, that it's still modern day worth being rated R certificate. This yeah. is definitely worth being rated R. Like you don't you often to... get to see a... How old is she? 15? In the She's film? like 13 or something. 13, like, like you don't often see a 13-year-old girl like stabbing her vagina with a crucifix so it's all bloody, going yelling out, fuck me, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just like... I remember watching this for the first time. I was like, holy shit. Yep. Holy shit, shit. I remember shit, watching shit, this... shit, shit. <laughs> I remember watching this film for the first time. Um, like, a buddy came over and I was still young. I was... My mum didn't really mind what I watched, um, so I would have been way too young to see it, not 18. 
And I just remember her sort of coming in and going, nope, walking out again, like different scenes. (laughs) And yeah, I just sort of came out of it going, holy shit, this this movie is insane. But like you look at other films from the 70s that are still rated R today. Halloween. Halloween, the original Halloween is R-rated. Well, I don't think they change a rating. A rating never gets changed. They can change a rating because I know that they get submitted. I mean, I guess a film from the 70s, that's going to be different. But, like, I know that they go through different stages of ratings. Yeah, but, like, no films really get changed their rating just because society's moved on. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Like, a film will get a rating change because at the time they're like, oh, that's too that's too violent. Yeah. Like, and then it goes through sentence and stuff and it goes... Um, you know, it, I feel it that it should. You reckon they should like get toned down as they go? No, nah, because then you won't know what was what that rating was at the time. And yeah, you okay. know what I mean. Like, but this film, like, it definitely doesn't need that. It is worth it. Mm. Yeah, we should move on. I just spent <laughs> four hundred minutes talking about one. Well, it is. It is the exit. It is. The, it, yeah, it, it, it deserves the, all of our it's time. It's the quintessential possession film, which yeah. still fucking swings its possession cock into everyone's faces and uh, knocks them over like bowling pins it's true and one day we will do an episode on it and one day we did the glorious. second one we did the third one oh the third one sorry yeah oh that's why i thought yeah, yeah yeah all right so one that i would briefly talk about is <laughs> the devil's candy from 2015 it is directed by sean byrne who also directed the australian film the loved ones which you hated and i love which one was that one that was the one with the girl um they like it was like cool like they were kind of kidnapping people the prom one yeah I didn't hate it. Did I hate it? Yeah, kind of. Anyway, so basically um, this family, a struggling painter moves his family. They finally find find the farmhouse of their dreams. It's at the right price because of course it is. They move into this house, which um, the realtor, of course, does not sort of indicate that. They're like, oh, someone died here. She just fell down the stairs. Whoopsie. But what they don't disclose is, well, she felt she was pushed down the stairs by her son who was possessed by something um so this painter he starts like he's he's doing this work he's trying to sort of get back on top like he's he's not producing anything of note now he's this is real big heavy heavy metal horror as well um the dad and the daughter they've got this like shared love of heavy metal music so he's he's constantly trying to create this work of art but the longer he's in the house of course he starts hearing voices and whispers and things and his artwork starts to sort of take a turn for what it is and he's putting a lot of time, he's losing a lot of time in his artwork and he starts creating some of the like really disturbing shit. Um, So he is very slowly being possessed by whatever is in the house and of course um, as the film progresses, the what person who has previously lived in the house starts to make their way back to the farmhouse. Well, as um, in like the not an entity or a person? A person. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, this is really cool as well because like it, it is a really good film. It is a slow burner, but Ethan Embry is in it. Now, Ethan Embry, I remember, is this scrawny little guy from Empire Records. Um, oh, okay. But he is like this full buff as shit metalhead. And it took me about like halfway through the film before I went, Wait, it's that guy? Holy shit, he looks so different. Of course, it's been like, you know, 10, 15 years. But um, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Excellent. Yes. Uh, my next one that I want to speak about is one of my favorite films of all time. Uh-huh. Evil Dead. Well, you know, we, uh, we, uh, 
I mean, you could talk about the whole franchise. I was going to talk about the 1981 one. And it's tagged on it. Five friends travel to a cabin in the woods where they unknowingly release flesh, flesh possessing demons. Oh, not just not mind, but flesh. Well, yeah, the flesh. Um, Evil Dead is exactly that. 1981, Sam, Sam Raimi. Yeah. You had to think about that. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't say. I, no, I was thinking about how I say his last name. Yeah. This film is like, this was, as I said, the first R-rated film I ever saw in my life. Uh, the possession, if we're going to talk about the possession, the Kandarian demons mm-hmm. in this. Uh, the possession in this is fucking great. Like, oh, like, you know, you get, what you get. I think, four people that get possessed in the first film. All different versions of possession. Yeah. You get a, like the 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 maniacal ma- ma- maniacal laughing girl just on the ground. Maniacal. Maniacal. Uh laughing girl on the ground. You get like the fucking my and then the rest are pretty much the same. <laughs> just like and the possession in the film is gross. Like they're all like their eyes are white, their fucking skin is all fucked up. Like they're not like uh, it's not like the exorcist kind of possession yeah. where, you know, they're, they're, they're fucking gone. They're floating. They're like, you swallow your soul. they're talking in ways that you can't talk. And yeah. And the possession in this, in what I like about evil dead is instant. Yeah. They're normal. Yeah. And then they're not. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's no explanation you, of one how minute they... you're having a conversation next, literally seconds later, they're trying to rip your throat out. Yeah. And then they can go back instantly to looking normal and tricking yeah. you like, oh, I'm okay now. And I, such a fucking good film, like mm. low budget fucking, you know, yeah, you know, they weren't allowed to use blood, that much blood in some scenes. So they just had milk splurting yeah. out of people and it made it look worse. Well, it made I, it look sometimes like I think that's white, so different. Like, white you liquid. Know. Yeah. Like splurting out of wounds and shit. And, but there's still blood in it. But yeah. like, and the fact that they use both is just like, ew. <laughs> like, what is that? Well, demons contain a lot of pus, apparently. Like, that's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, very pus ridden. And like, we all know Evil Dead. It's the wickedest. It has. And then, like, the, you know, the rules are the only way to stop them. Like, once they're possessed, they're gone. Yeah, there's no yeah. there's no Linda Blair saving them with the fucking power, power the of power Christ. The power of Christ com- does not compel you. You know, it's a full bodily dismemberment. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, you don't really win in that situation if you're trying to save your girlfriend. No, there's no winners, only losers. Oh, man. And Ash. Is this... I don't know much about the cabin in the woodsy vibe. Is this like one of... Is there much of a genre before this of Cabin in the Woods shit? There'd have to be. There's, I mean, I think I mean, the Cabin in the Woods. So yeah, the lots. Cabin in the Woods stuff would have come more afterwards. You reckon um, as a genre? But so. as the genre, yeah. So as the subgenre, Cabin in the Woods, I'd say like 80s onwards. I, I mean, I'm sure there are going to be films earlier than that that Pre-dated have it, a Cabin in didn't the Woods. But popularise it like these ones but did. But yeah, it's not popularised for sure. And um, yeah, I just love this film. Like... I like it has so many ideas in it so quickly and thrown at you. The gore, I mean, it does have a rape scene, which I'm not really into. Yeah, and and like, nobody's into it. What? Nobody's into it. Nobody's into it. Not and, even and, Sam Raimi's and, into and, it. And uh, like, fine, you have a rape scene. I mean, not fine, but you know what I mean. Like, have a you have a rape scene in the film. Don't have it that the woman starts enjoying it halfway through. Like, yeah, that's not how rape works. Yeah, yeah, like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, don't just have it. Uh, she's like, you know, she's getting raped by trees, like wooden roots. Mm. 
that would tear her body apart. And she starts going, oh, uh, I'm like, no. 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 There's no sexy time. <laughs> There's no, like, you know, and, yeah, and that's the way, like, that's. The male idea that, like, you know, you yeah. see in an anime, as soon as, like, a girl's boob gets touched, they turn to jelly, submissive jelly that's just like, oh, now. And it's just like, yeah, you, you're instilling that vibe idea into boys' minds that as soon as they touch a girl's boob, they can do whatever they want to them. Yeah, like, the whole, I, I can't. You know what I mean? That like, I cannot sort of, get into that anime conversation because that's a whole other conversation. Not even anime, but just, like, anything. Like, like the whole idea that, like, a girl, a woman's body that as soon as you, if you can just get touched to their boob, they yeah. just turn into a submissive lump that you yeah. can, uh, then they want it. I definitely feel that the anime community promote that harder. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's true. It, it is this mentality that women, you know, just at the, the mere sight of a man's bare chest will just have her like, yeah. oh. She's possessed. Yeah. It's, she's pos- it's, it's hysteria. She's possessed by Aphrodite. <laughs> no. Anyhow, um, don't want to. Apart from, yeah, that's the only problem I really have with that film. But that's a, it's a problem of the time, yeah. not the problem of the film. And, uh, of course, they wanted to, like, you know, create something shocking. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I, even when I made my student films, I had rape scenes in them that were just totally. But that's the thing. Like, if you're, you if you're, if you're looking to shock and be edgy that's the kind of thing that you'd put in there yeah because that's what's going to shock people but you know it's not to say that it i mean obviously it does have its place in cinema but it doesn't always need to be there like you don't just go "Mm, i need something shocking here yeah rape please insert rape yeah no don't insert rape insert something else but i don't want to end it on that evil dead fucking the best one of the best my first two have just been some of the best possession films ever made. It's true. The p- flesh possessing. It's such a good good vibe. How do you, I mean, how do you, oh, man. So good. Yeah. And, uh, let's move on. All right. So <laughs> the next one on my list is Demons 2 from 1986, uh, directed by Lamberto Bava. And did I you choose... like it more than the original? I did. I like... Right, Demons 2 is the one in the building where it's gooping yes. down through it? Really? Yes, so Demons 2 was the high rise, which is why we're talking about the new Evil Dead movie being exactly the same as Demons 2. Because I looked that up the other day since we're on Evil Dead and it looks like um, Bruce Campbell's not in it. No, I think he produces it and I'm pretty certain he might have like a cameo that they're not telling us about, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, basically it's like a group of tenants and visitors who are trapped in a 10-story high, uh, high-rise apartment building are infested with demons. They all become... From the top level. from Yeah, for, so from the top level down, but it's possessed through the TV. That's right. So this demon comes through the TV, possesses, and then from then on it just sort of leaks. It doesn't really make sense, the start. Like the, uh, the, it's it like they're watching, they're watching the first demon's film. Is that what it was? It was. It was something weird like it is, that. I can't, for the life of me, remember right now. Yeah, but they course, were, I remember what I was like, thinking at the time. What they were watching was obscure and yeah, weird. It like, was why is this and on? some weird thing that everyone was tuning into. It was like this big event. It's kind of like Ghost Watch, which I sorry, Dave, I should have brought that up in our last episode. Um, they're all sort of watching this huge event unfold, but as it's unfolding in real time, it's like coming through the TV. Mm. 
But what I like about this film was it's just, I mean, you know, for me, it's just absolutely ridiculous. But it has all these really great little sequences. So, like, when they're running and they're trying to get away from all these... They're both Argento. Um, Argento had, I think he was producing, Argento produced this. This one? Lamberto Bava directed this one. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like we get all these really cool sequences, like the eyes, the, the, just those shining, for oh, me. Oh, that's right. They just put the reflecting things on their yeah. eyes and then shine lights on them. And they, yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah. And for me, like something, I don't know what it comes from. It's like stems from some kind of weird thing that must I must have seen in my childhood and Drama. never remembered. But like. The shining eyes, like silver or red. I'm just like, mm-mm, that's a no from me. I always like the Critters 1 when the lady's doing the dishes and the, the crew, red Critters eyes are in the eye. I think like, but they never did that ever again. No. They don't have glowing red eyes, but who no, cares? It looks cares. cool and I understand that. And the good thing with demons is the possession of the demons, they're, not, they're possessions, but then the demon pushes themselves out. Yeah. Of the per like as in like it's a very cool possession. Like instead of like them just in, like is in Evil Dead, just instantly turning. This is a slow pushing out from the center progression. Like teeth get pushed out. Yeah. To get replaced by spiky demon teeth, but like yeah, they don't just turn in. They don't grow. The no. old teeth get pushed out. Fingernails get pushed out to re- yeah. be replaced the by demon, demon claws. Is literally. Not just like infesting and taking over. It's just like you're just nothing now. You are just like you're like a, a they're, flesh wear, bag they're on wearing the you, yeah, like and they're in you, kind of thing. And it was a very, I mean, even in the first one, it's a very shocking transformations in there, real hideous. And they shit, do look man. fantastic. Like as much as I didn't necessarily a hundred percent enjoy demons, which I still don't know why. Demons one though has I that think scene. I, I probably need to rewatch you it. Can, you can do them as their own, like like demons franchise kind yeah. of thing, like. The the bit in Demons One though the bit where they're riding around on a motorbike with a samurai sword to cock rock music maybe the best thing in the world. I I do definitely agree that that is probably <laughs> one of the best things in the world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Demons Two higher on my list than Demons as a possession film. Ah, oh, weird. I know. I'm so sorry. It all does right. have like some ham as fuck acting in it, like the all the acting in in the the basement. With yep. the, 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 when they're talking to each other. Well, how in bad. the gym, when they're all doing the gym yep. work. And it's like, hey, hey. But it's also <laughs> because it's dubbed. Like a lot of this is yeah. like poor scripting, dubbing, Italian film, American, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, definitely no. awesome. What's your next one? Uh, taking a different turn, I chose Repossessed by ni- in 1990, the parody of The Exorcist. Um of like the original Exodus with Linda Blair returning to her role once again as a uh, a, a girl possessed by Satan and Leslie Nielsen as the uh, as the Exorcist. This is scary movie before scary movie. This is one year before well, scary movie. Must have been they must have been getting made at the same time. No, it's the repossessed is nineteen ninety. Scary movies like ninety two thousands. I don't know. This is so Look up long scary ago. movie when it is. Am I, am I getting it wrong? Scary movie. <laughs> I haven't seen this film. And I have, like, since you and I, we talked about it um, a long time ago. And I still, for the life of me, cannot find this film to watch. Scary movie? 2000. Yeah. So, so it is before. Repossessed yeah. is before. Yeah, no, no, of course. Yeah. Like, Leslie Nielsen year. did all of those kind of horror you know, he parodied uh, Dracula. 
with Dracula dead and loving dead it. and loving it. You know, we got a lot of those. But cool this is like films. getting her to replay the same role, and it's just like it's funny. It's like. Oh, I found it funny. It's I haven't seen it. Uh, uh, it's there, just, there's yeah. so many. It's just the same film. Yep. Like the same film, but like with all stupid scenes put in there kind of thing. It's got that one I was saying before where like she vomits on him and yep. he just vomits back onto her <laughs> and grosses her out. Like shit like that. Like it's just. Yep. It's just a great romp like. Like. And precursor to scary movie. It's basically exactly the same, but with that naked gun slapstick humor in it. Yeah, I know it, it probably didn't rate well because, like, if you haven't seen the first, the Exorcist, like, yeah. what's the point? But it's so weird that it even exists, in my opinion. The fact that it's her. Yeah. Like, well, that's so interesting. Like, I'm, you know, I mean, you ask the question, like, did she need the paycheck? But also, like, why wouldn't you take the opportunity to reprise a role that you are absolutely famous for? And just sort of turn it around and make it fun for yourself. Because, I mean, she had a shitty time working on the original Exorcist. Like, she, like, broke her back, I think. Like, in, in, a, in a... You know, where she's, like, flailing... So I keep hitting the mic. I'm apologizing. She's flailing in the bed. Like, she, like, broke her back or something like that. So, you know, why wouldn't you return to a film that made your And then career, they make her run downstairs upside and, down and cut it out. And then put it back years later. <laughs> oh, no. I definitely need to track this film down. I need to watch it. I need to because I remember loving a lot of Leslie Nielsen's like oh, parody if, if, films. If you like, like Leslie Nielsen, like definitely like his stupidity films. What? And this has all got you all over it. Like, I it's, know. It's basically like the quintessential. It may be the only comedy possession film in the entire world, and that's why I wanted to put it on there. I was just like, you know, you can't go past repossessed. You know, it's not streaming on anything in Australia. So you can you can buy it uh, on Amazon US. You could buy it on Google Play US. You can buy it on YouTube and buy it on Voodoo. I don't know what Voodoo is. You could, it's you know no you can watch it. It's on um it's on SBS at the moment. Is it? Yep, on <gasps> SBS on now whatever it's called on demand on demand. <gasps> Fuck yes, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna. I will report back that I have watched it and that I loved it, or right. hated it. You you might you probably hate uh, hate it, but yeah, it's it's gonna be like the most cheese jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah, which I love. So I, I like the idea that this is like they're sort of treating this as if he like so he's come back. She was possessed. He helped her as a child. So technically, it falls into the. He could have just been. Yeah, like, yeah. It's supposed to be her, and he's supposed to be. He plays this, the the uh, the priest. I like that some of the covers for this is just the naked gun cover, but him riding on a cross, <laughs> like, like like the exact naked gun with him instead of a bullet, he's on a crucifix. Yeah. Oh well, look, why not? Like, you, go with what works. I can't wait to watch this. Oh man, I'm so good. Okay, I'm. I I've I got it. so many things that I need to watch, but this is going to take priority. Maybe we should have done that as an episode. Hey, if <laughs> no, I if it's I, too funny. If I watch it and like it, we could do it as an episode. All right. What's your next one? All right. So the next one I'm going to discuss is The Possession, a uh, film from 2012, uh, directed by Old Bernadelle. <laughs> what? Bernal. Old Bernadelle. <laughs> Old. Oli. I don't know. I can't pronounce their name. I apologize. Um. So basically. Olé! 
What? Ole. Ole. Um, so a young girl finds an antique box at a yard sale and unaware that uh, what inside lives a malicious ancient spirit. Um, so it's basically like the girl that finds a Dybbuk box and yes. opens it and becomes possessed by whatever is in the, the thing. And this is How a good one. How did it get in there? Does well, it show it? Yeah, I think it does. I haven't watched this film in uh, a while. Uh, actually, I remember watching it, oh, and then wait, I watched. Is this the it... one where the the cover is the hand coming out of her mouth? Yes, uh, and Jeffrey I... Dean Morgan's in it. These films. So this is one of those films, in my opinion, that like the grey cover films. Yeah. You know that they did. It was yeah. that whole bunch of grey cover horror films where it was like it or it had like you know like this one's got the hand coming out of her head. Others had like you know a hand, lots of hands involved. Yeah, the but grudge, you... the hand coming out of the back of the head. Yeah, it's just stuff like that. But the, all the covers have this like white background, yeah, grey background, very, like, minimalistic kind 2010s of like, 2010s horror kind of vibe. Yeah, like and it was like, it was a big genre, like as in like like you know it was not a genre, a big like a big uh, phase of horror that they had like, and it was all it was always a CG ish kind of like vibe yeah. to it. Kind of they're all the CG films. Yeah. Oh, look. By no means is this one of the best films I've ever seen. Produced it was by just, Sam Raimi. It was just one that I remembered seeing and didn't a hundred percent hate it. Um, because of of course we get like this little girl and of course she's hitting that puberty age again and she's found this box. She's found something in it. She's becoming possessed and of course with the possession film it's you know the the infestation possession and it wears your body down so the, the yeah the, like once you're the, fucked they just fuck off yeah so it's, well as, like soon, as, the as soon as you're fucked like that's the whole point like they can't take full control of you if you're fighting like your soul is fighting so they just wear you the fuck it's down. almost like possession is marketing for hell like where yeah. they're like you know what we're still here look at this we'll fuck this person up so you continually hate us like yeah good marketing as well you know we're gonna we're gonna use their body until it's a husky husk and then we're gonna fuck off back to hell but you'll remember us and we'll get heaps of cool props I'm very curious um I can't remember who did this uh if it's a Warner Brothers film because Warner Brothers so the Warner Brothers do the Conjuring series which is another series of like good possession horror films of grey covers I, of grey covers I didn't bring up the Conjuring because I do talk about the Conjuring series quite a lot. Um, well, Conjuring is a possession film. It definitely is. Yeah. All, all three of them. Um, but the Warner Brothers uh, use the Conjuring. It's very well known for being very religious. Like two thumbs up, uh, religious. Like like God good, devil bad, and they they was. It's all very subtle. And then basically, you get to the third Conjuring film, and they're just not even being subtle about it anymore. It's just like. The devil and witches are bad, but Jesus is good. Jeebus. You know? Um, but yeah, so... The I mean, Exorcist had that. It was all about just yelling Bible quotes at her. Warner Brothers. Oh. Warner Brothers put out The Exorcist. But no, you, you're not wrong. Um, so yeah, so the possession we get, like, again, we get this really cool transformation of this little girl who you just assume she's hit puberty. She's a bit grumpy. She's a bit depressed. She's a bit aggressive. Um, she's starting to sort of change. Um, and like her dad is just noticing that something weird's happening. And of course, because they're living in this, um, estate that is being made, there's like nothing around. So there's just a cup, maybe like another house down the street that's been built and then empty. Oh, like a new estate. Yeah. So yeah. they're like all this stuff. Like poltergeist. Being- Yes, like Poltergeist. Um, so we just get this little girl trying, like struggling to sort of deal with what's happening with her body and 
the dad trying to figure it out and be a good dad because he's not a good dad. Dads know every, like, you know, they can relate to 12-year-old girls. (laughs) (laughs) No, they can't. No. (laughs) So, yeah, The the Possession, like I say, it's not the greatest film, but it's the first one that came to my mind that I'd seen recent enough to have a bit of a conversation about it. Is the Possession, like, because we're talking about Possession, what is the Possession like? Like, What is it? Like, you know, what what makes it an interesting Possession? Is it like... Is it like Exorcist style possession? Is it Evil Dead style possession? You know what I mean? Like, well, what is it? It's, it's sort of what like what sets it apart from being just. It's just another the Emily possession Rose. Film. It is, yeah. It is just another possession film. I don't even fucking remember how they got rid of it, but it is. <laughs> I like the idea of the Dybbuk box, like this whole like. You like the idea of the other a, a demon being trapped in a cabinet? Yeah, I like the idea that you know this is what in folklore in like. Jewish folklore, this is what they do to bad spirits. They get locked in a box. You take them in a box. You you stick it up. You know, you do all this stuff. There's a whole process that you go through to sort of trap and contain this spirit. And then this little girl comes along and, of course, opens the box, is possessed by whatever is in the box. And then you've got to find out what is it? Why was it put in the box? How long has it been in the box? (laughs) Why would you buy a box from an estate sale? Yeah, exactly. Well, I suppose it's stemming off of that Japanese vibe of like talismans and sealing. You know, yeah. the, the sealing something away. You, you can't deal with something, so you seal it away. Yeah. Like, because you can't beat it and you can't join it. No. So you might as well just make sure it can't just move around kind of thing. Yeah. I always thought that talismans and all that sealing stuff was weird that they like, they have these like horrible things. They seal them and then just leave them around. <laughs> well, if you know where it is at all times. You know that it's safe. I yeah, guess. but you're like, I just. But at any point, you could bury just it in, in concrete. Like, bury it in it. the foundations of concrete. And then the house will just get possessed. Yeah. Or whatever you build on top of it. Mm hmm. Yes. Oh, man. But Which yeah. then segues me into my discussion of Dan, you need to watch Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder from Hell. Isn't that the Evil Dead one? That is the Japanese Evil yeah. Dead film. Is it? Have you watched it? Yet? Uh, yeah. Is it funny? Like, is it as good as it looks? Or is the poster just everything? Oh, the poster is everything. It's streaming for free on Tubi. This is so. This is a possession film. You could check that out. Um, it's streaming for free on Tubi, but um, it's yeah. The poster is everything. The film itself, I loved it. It's a it's a me film. I don't know if you would like it. Like, I mean, I but like, I still think you should watch. Is it, it. funny? Yeah, it's it's funny. It's stupid. Like children of uh, de- food of the gods, funny? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Um, right. My last one that I just want to kind of talk about more. I've got some other ones to mention and stuff like that, but yeah. um, is The Shining. Like, man, my movies are great. Apart from Repossessed. <laughs> 1980. You've got the key ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a family heads to an isolated hotel for the winter where a sinister presence influences the father into violence. Well, possesses the father into violence. I'm going to change that too. Yeah. While his psychic son sees horrific forebodings <laughs> from both past and future. Yeah, that that was always like the the Shining to me was always like two films. Yeah. You got the possession of Jack, and then you've got the sons with this shining power. Mm. Um, but then the film's called Shining, but this kid doesn't use it. He uses it like until to... Doctor Sleep when. Yeah, Stevie I mean, Nicks there's like him. the <laughs> fucking. She's so good in that. Um, like he he does use it to like contact Scatman Carruthers. Um, yeah, but he kind of reaches not... out. But yeah, he he 
he's susceptible to whatever is happening in there. So the mother just thinks Jack's drinking again and being a piece of shit human. Whereas the kid knows better. The kid knows that like there is something in this, this thing. It wants him and then it wants Danny. Well, did it... So The Shine is a good one to talk about because I did The Shine, it did... So this is where the box that they open is basically just staying in the hotel. The hotel itself is the uh, the entity that goes into Jack. Yep. Was the fact that Danny was there with the Shining what kickstarts the whole fucking apocalypse uh, in it? Like, if no. he hadn't come, would Jack have got possessed? Yes. Are you sure? Think about it. Yeah, no, of course, because they literally talk about the other caretaker who had come. Oh, and it and happened he, to him as well. But didn't he have the Shining? Because that, well, that dude that's there... The other guy, um, he has the shining as well. Yeah, he just he's just a guy that's got it. It's convenient for the plot line. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I'm just assuming like if if Danny didn't have the shining, like it still would have happened, and Scatman Crothers would not be dead. Fair enough. Yeah, that's that dirty guy. He travels the whole way there just to die, doesn't he? Yeah. It's like a full long distance. Yeah. So many scenes, and he rocks up and it's like axed. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the Stephen King miniseries for The Shining? No, I've always meant to watch it. I've watched, oh fuck, I forgot the name of the second film. It's called Doctor Sleep. Yeah, I really enjoyed Doctor that. Doctor Sleep was really good. I really enjoyed that as well. I was surprised that I enjoyed it, but then I thought about it. I'm like, you and McGregor, man, he's the best dude. I don't rate him. <gasps> oh, controversial. I mean, he's okay, but I don't like put him up there as like. I, I well, I just see him as a, a massive TB. Like yeah. watching that show of him just. Like that, that his show where he just drives across America on motorbikes and you get to know him as a person and none of that stuff is him acting. He is just a, 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 a god-like tier human. Okay, like, so that, that kind of thing would make me like him more. Yeah, I've that's not what happens that, to me. So, like, yeah. I didn't care about him that much. And then like he shows his wang all the time in his movies, his early <laughs> fi- Like every film since Train Spotting, he showed his dick in for ages until he fucking became... Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Yeah, okay. And then I'm like, you can still show Obi-Wan's dick if you have. Like, just keep it going. Just keep the, keep the tradition going. But sure. no, 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 Obi-Wan. I couldn't think of a, a Wang Obi. No, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, The Shining is like a quintessential, like everything you've got aside from Repossessed is quintessential possession film. It's quintessential classic cinema as well. Like... You know, and I love The Shining. I always forget how much how um, good I love that movie. And yeah, it's crazy good. It's eh? one of those films like Jaws. Like I'm just, I'm. It's yeah, a I Sunday think... afternoon. I'm trying to do some work. I need to ch- chuck something on. Fuck it, I'll just chuck The Shining on. Fuck it, I'll just chuck Jaws on. Yeah, and I think she, The Shining's shots are like vomitous, but that is because it was um, what's his name? Um, Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick doing his like 300 take shots. Yeah, you know what well, I mean? even like, then, like it. Stephen King hated the film because it wasn't like he just well, he, yeah, well, you, he took the book and he's like, I will read that. <laughs> I'm not that. Well, when you watch Doctor Sleep, it's a vastly different thing to The Shining. Yeah, and you can tell that, like, yeah. So this is kind of what, like, Doc, because Doctor Sleep's a book. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Doc, this is based on the Doctor Sleep book, and it's probably, probably, I've never read it. I'm not a reader. It's probably quite similar to the novel, where The Shining isn't. Yeah. Where but, so if you watch the Shining miniseries, it's closer to the book, because I think Stephen King did the screenplay for that, and then Mick Garrison. So the, in, it warranted a miniseries. So is it all set in the hotel? The sh- yeah, I mean it's very long. Like the book is long. 
So they just sort of... I can imagine being so bored. And also it was like the 90s and the the miniseries was big in the 90s. Oh, yeah, man. Um, What was the other Stephen King one that I love? Uh, uh, The Tommy Knockers telly series. I haven't seen it. Jimmy Smith. Ah, fucking Jimmy. You love Jimmy Smith. Oh, man, like, it's, uh, it's... it's such a cool concept. Like, it's like a horror film, but then you just realize that it's just like everyone's going crazy and doing things because there's an, an alien spaceship buried that's crashed thousands of years ago under their town. This is fucking everything up because it's yep. got like. Makes sense. Makes people like be out. It gives them like. It gives them like uh, skills that they shouldn't have. Like, they can make shit out of electronics that shouldn't work. And like, it's just interesting. You're like, oh. All and right. then you get Jimmy Smith's coming in, like being young Jimmy as well, yeah. like peak Jimmy. Sexy Jimmy. And I remember, yeah, because I, I read half the book and it was so fucking drawn out yeah. that I just stopped reading it and just watched the telly series because I, I, I want to know what's going on, but yeah. I can't read another half of this book where it's just... Like, like you know, you've got 20 pages just fucking describing a person's mood. Or like, yep. you know what I mean? Like I don't, about you know, a sub, sub, sub fifth tier character gets like, like, you know, their whole history of their life and, you know, and then they're not in it again. Yeah. Like. I get that. I get that. That's it's because good. it's Stephen King. Like there's no, there was no reining him in then. There was no like. Oh, he's just cocaine field, just sitting at his fucking typewriter yeah, and doing whatever it, the fuck he wants. I think he, he just handed a novel in and then they put it to press. Yeah. They didn't have a fucking editor. Like, this they is probably glorious. Did. They probably did. You know so what I mean? They were also doing cocaine and sitting there going, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's fucking perfect. <laughs> uh, the, I mean, I mean, there's other ones. Like, there's other biggies um, that are, like, you know, that people, like, you know, like Hereditary, my favourite film. Deep down, it's a modern possession film when yeah. you think about it. Like, you know, like the the... What's his fuck? I can't remember the devil's name in it. The demon that they use in it. Um, I can't he's remember. He's got a cool name. He's yeah. one of them. He's they a real have one. Cool names. He's a real one that's in folklore. That is like you know, I just didn't want to talk about hereditary again because I talk about it all the time and yeah, it's too fucking horrible and wicked and uh, but that is like in itself like if I was going to, I would replace repossessed with hereditary, but and then I would have the four fucking killers. The like, tier, the tiers. The top tier echelon of, in my opinion, of possession movies. Yeah. Then you get films like Night of the Demons, the film that I constantly get confused with demons and watch yes, the you wrong do. one. Yeah. And the Night of the Demons series, you got the right stuff like that. R I T E R I T E right the right. Um, you know, the exorcism of Emily Rose, the exorcism of this person, the exorcism of that person. There's so many the exorcism of. Yeah. Um, yeah she See, said it's the- not necessarily about an exorcism for me. Like, So, like, my last film. We could um, do exorcism films, we, which is a different could, thing. We could, yeah. So, possession and exorcism do go hand in hand. But I like a possession because, so, like, so my last film is Jennifer's Body. Um, 2009. Oh, sorry, I thought you'd finished. No. Oh, no, you skipped one. You've done yeah, it out I, of order. I skipped one. Um, directed by Karen Kasuma and written by Diablo Cody. Um, so this film, when it came out, it bombed hard and people are now only just sort of getting into it oh, and scream celebrating four? it. Is that what it was? Scream yes, 4? Yes, it's, like, it's the Scream 4 the of, kid. of movies. Um, <laughs> so basically like, and I mean, it starred Megan Fox before the studios basically just fucked Star-Lord. her over. Yeah, Chris Pratt's in it briefly. Um, I can't remember his name in in uh, Parks and Rec, but <laughs> Andy. Andy. 
Um, so this girl, um, so this this local band, they're trying to get famous. They're fucking quintessential 2009 emo shitty band. Is it Mouse Rat? <laughs> it's not Mouse Rat. It should be. Or Rat Mouth, whatever it was. It's Mouse Rat. You're yeah. correct. Um, so they sort of, they're playing at this local, uh, this small town and they meet Jennifer and they decide that they're going to, in order for them to get famous, they need to sacrifice a virgin to whatever entity. Um, now they choose Jennifer. Unfortunately for them, they don't realize that Jennifer's not a virgin. So she gets basically, it doesn't work. She gets possessed. Why would they assume someone that looks like Megan Fox would be a virgin? I don't know. Someone who has four thumbs. <laughs> On her one thumb. No, she has four toes. Four big toes. Have you seen her thumbs? Yeah. They're toes. They're huge. They're toes. They're crazy. They're big toes. Yes. But so she goes through this, uh, you know, she comes out of it. This event happens, um, the the bar burns down, the band essentially become famous for being there and they do a vigil and a fucking, they become famous and it's bullshit. Meanwhile, Jennifer is basically slowly being possessed by whatever entity was meant to, she was meant to be sacrificed to, you know, so she starts like her whole look, she starts becoming like less pretty and more like ugh, gross. She's eating raw meat. She's vomiting up blood. And then she starts sort of embracing the the entity that's in her. And she starts eating boys. She starts sort of seducing and then eating these boys. Um, meanwhile, her best friend um, is trying to figure out like what the fuck is up with her. And we end up having like this crazy showdown between like Jennifer and her friend. Because um, Jennifer's just pretty much embracing everything that's happening at this point. Like, she was kind of a nobody and now she's a somebody. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it this film is actually quite clever. It's funny. It's It's got some great gore sequences. Like, it just, it just came out at the wrong time and people just didn't like Diablo Cody. Um, so, it just didn't do very well. But it's quite a good film. Like, it's definitely worth watching. Have you seen Sinister? Yes. Is that a possession film? Because um, it got rated that time that year as the scariest film ever made. Do you remember that year when yeah. it came out? Yeah, twenty twelve. And I did like, another great and, like, and I was like, I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna watch this. It just sat in my like. I just didn't, and then I just got rid of it. Sinister was one of those films that I'd started watching three or four times over three or four different times, and it, I just never watched it. And then it wasn't until recently that I sat down and watched the the film properly, and I was like, holy fuck, this film is insanely good. It's more of a true crime found footage film, I'd say. Because grey cover. Yeah, it's got the grey cover. It's got the grey cover. 2012, the year of the grey cover. Cabin in the Woods has the grey cover. 2012. 2012, the year of the grey. Oh, fuck. The year. Sorry. Anyhow, sorry. But yeah, that was my last possession film for the thing, for the episode. So, yeah. Oh, that was your, like, that's it? That's it. Um, And then like you've also written here and some other mentions. Malignant? Yeah. That was, yeah, that was pretty... That was a pretty possession film. That was. Like, done in a fucking... I mean, I never watched all of you it. you got to finish watching it. You should have watched it while you were sick. Fucking hell. It's true. It's true. It's true. Rewatch it. Um, and there's a million of them out there. Like, yeah, like like I say, the whole Conjuring franchise. Yeah. A whole Conjuring... Yeah. Uh, even Amateurville, The Possession, number yes. two. Well, even the first... Is that, like, is, is, is that right? Is that there two? is Amateurville, The Possession. Yeah. But the first Amateurville, the dad gets possessed by the entity within the house and he tries to kill his family. Yeah, like, and that happens in Poltergeist as well. Yeah. Poltergeist. I just didn't want to talk about the Amityville horror again. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, possession is pretty high up there in most of the. Uh, and then when you first mentioned possession, I was like, I don't, I don't watch possession films. I just thought about like Emily Rose and yeah. that kind of shit. But then I realized that my favorite film franchise of all time, Evil Dead, one of them is basically a possession film. Yeah, Possession of Candarian Demons. Fucking Candarian Demons. They're the best. You swallow your soul. Dead by dawn. <laughs> number two. <laughs> number two, which is also Evil Dead 2. I'd count that. I am interested in this high rise. Oh, same. It looks really good. Is there any shots of it or anything out? Or any Some little things have sort of been like... Trailers? No. Not yet. But I'm I'm very interested. But again, it, it is that exactly the same fucking premise as Demons 2. It's like Kendarian demons in a fucking high rise building. Have you seen the movie High Rise? With fucking Loki? No. Can you go home and watch that? Look, Just look it up. And look All at right. the poster, the, the triangle-based poster. Brutalist. It's kind of a horror film, but I... Yeah, it is. It's, it's a horrific, like... It's such a good film. 2015? Yeah, what's his name? Um, Tom Hiddleston? That's it. Like, High Rise. I, I saw... I saw it in the um the cinema just weirdly. Is it called High Rise? Am I wrong? Yes, it is. Yeah, this film, man, is just so scary and weird and cool and like there's nothing like it. There's another film. Um, it was on SBS for a while for free as well. Of course it was. There's another film that I was trying to track down and uh, we're off topic of possession Was it films. Divergent? No. <laughs> we're now, we're on topic of high-rise films. There's a film um, I think it's called Open House. It's a Japanese film and it's about this woman trying to get into like this particular apartment building because it's really, really good and it's like everything about it. Um, but the only way you can basically get into this building is, is if someone dies because nobody ever moves out because it's like the best thing. So she kind of Man, there's heaps of um. Well, this is this is it. Like this high rise building, the higher you go up, the more richer the people get. Oh sure. And like, so it'd, I'm it'd be, I'm living in the like, sub. But you can leave. People leave each day and go to work, and they come back, and it's its own ecosystem of like Lord of the Flies weird shit. But they still leave and choose to come back. Okay. It's such a weird vibe, eh? Like, All right. Well, you could do a whole episode on. Like, it wouldn't be horror, but like building based films, like high rise. Yeah. It, uh, fucking not demons you can, too. You could literally do like horror Dread. houses. Yes, dread's great. But yeah, you could do horror houses. It doesn't have to be no, a no, high rise. A lot of fucking shit happens in a house. High rise movies. Let's see what comes up if there's there's the high rise. Oh, what's oh. the one with the rock and Neve Campbell? What with the buildings like falling down? High high skyline high rise. I guess something yeah, but, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Skyscraper. The, skyscraper. It might be, yeah, yeah, the one where he... <laughs> and then the, the poster is the rock jumping or, or into the building and then mathematicians went like crazy deep on it online to show where he'd hit and all this shit <laughs> and the velocity. And they reckon for him to have gotten into the building, he would have been have to have been running at 300 k's an hour and all this shit. And all, it, it, someone's drawn all the physics over yeah, it and stuff and they've went ham on it. Just stop. Looking into things. These films <laughs> no, are meant... No, that's wicked because it yeah. was such a bad... It, okay, yes, it is wicked. It's great. It's funny. But fucking just sometimes you just got to enjoy the stupidity of a film like that. Oh, look at the people in this fucking Jeremy Irons, fucking Elizabeth Moss, Tom Hiddleston in High Rise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're some fucking names, mate. All right, all right. She's all like, right. what's her name? The uh, 
they leave them. Doesn't matter. Anyhow. Yeah. That is it. the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, I just want to thank some of the people who listen to us and on our um and uh, well, thank the listeners and I also want to thank the people who communicate with us one one another over the week. You know, people like Adam Gillespie, Will, <laughs> Nevernos, Adam Kister, all the Adams. Uh, Dion, Chris France, Dave Kudrow, all those people. Um, I didn't make a list for this episode. I completely forgot. You're out there. We love you. I'm going to sexily find out in real time some of you got your guys' names that have interacted with us over the week. And I'm not stalling because I don't know how to use the internet. <laughs> I've, no, I'm not. I'm not doing this because I went to my work one accidentally. <laughs> Here we are. Let's go to Facebook. Let's check out some of the <laughs> sick like comments that you people have said. I'd be saying people like Spookifier and Radio Fear. Ooh, Spookifier. Yes. Karen Knight's always in there every now and then doing some stuff. Oh, my God. Get rid of all this. Uh, we had a bunch of people uh, talk about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sam Cripps. Oh, of course. Cripsy. Yeah. Where are we going? Oh, Cripsy. Check that out. They've got their own comic-based podcast called Comic Thoughts. Yeah. they all some hotties over there. Simon Yem. Don't know. New person. He yeah. did some Welcome. comments. In the... You're awesome. I don't like his comment. Oh, I unliked it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I'm, I'm just fucking around now. Stalling um, for time. You've been listening. I'm not really. You've been listening to Television Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. Um, we're available on all major podcasting services, so check us if you want to. I mean, you're already listening to it, you know that. But uh, shoot a link to one of your friends, you know, via via a message or some shit like that. And, um, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, do it. And remember, be kind, rewind. <laughs>